All right. Yesterday's stuff is Dab Mim Zayin. Today's Mim Ches. We are almost there. One more Dab after today. Let's, uh, we're going to learn, have a mind, the Zchus. should be a Zchus for Shlema, for Yitzchak Ben Rezel, for Adas Basronia, for Amy Basdvora, for Michal Aviva Basyudis, for Sar Basyachevet, and all else who need her for. And with that, we'll start our review. We're starting at the middle of the story with the uh, Elisha, when he uh, cursed those uh, those children, or exactly what their story was, their ketanim and Na'arim, or whatever it was. Anyway, bottom line is, there were two bears that came out of the forest, and they uh, mauled and destroyed, killed 42 children. So it's Machlokas, Rabin Shmuel. One opinion is, is that... Uh, it was a miracle. And the other opinion is it was a miracle within a miracle, meaning it was a double miracle. What is the miracle one? That there already was a forest. The only thing that there wasn't was bears. The bears was the, was the miracle. And the other opinion is that it was a miracle within a miracle because it was neither a forest nor the bears. So the Gemara says, well, what's the difference? If there's bears, so then who cares about the forest? The answer is, is that typically... Um, the, uh, they won't leave the forest because they, always, they won't venture far from the forest because they would want to run back to hide in the forest so they only stay venture close by nearby the forest anyway Reb Chirina said that the reason why 42 children were killed was because of the 42 karbanais that the Balak Melech Mayev brought and it like had an effect on destroying killing carbon for a carbon, basically, something like that. Um, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? There's another member that says that a person should learn Torah and do mitzvahs, even Shlo Lashma, because even though it's Shlo Lashma, it can become Lashma, and uh, because there was God, because Pollock was actually rewarded for the 42 carbonos that he brought, that he was Zohar to have a Rus come out from him. His granddaughter was Rus. Um, and who had a who had a great grandson of Shlomo Melech? Great, it was a great great. I don't know. I think. Um, well, Rosh was great great. Was, was great, the great grandmother right of uh, of Shlomo right? Great great grandmother of Shlomo right. Great grandmother of David right? Because uh, it was one generation above his huh. Oved, Yishai, mm-hmm. and David. So she was the great grandmother of David. Anyway, so but and he brought a thousand karbanes. Anyway, Rabbi Yosef says that uh, Rus was the daughter of Eglon, who was the son of Balak. Anyway, nevertheless, even though he was rewarded in the positive sense, but he also, his taiva was to curse the Jewish people, and therefore it had a negative effect on the Jewish people. Anyway, the people of Elisha said, you know, look, our place is such a great place to live, as you can see. Uh, just a few slight problems. There's no the water. There's no water that's drinkable. It's too bitter, and there's all this problem. Whatever. So, like, what's so good about it? If if you know if you don't have water and the people are dying, whatever. So the so uh, that that teaches us that a very important insight, psychological insight, God creates that there is the chen. Chen is grace. The the place the person lives is uh, is is as uh, homely as it might be. You know, the people who live there find find it to be a pleasant place. Um, it's a blessing. Um, and uh, there are three like that, three three types of chen. There's chen of a place on the people that live there, the dwellers. There's the chen of a woman to her husband, uh, even if she's not pretty, but the husband thinks she's pretty. 
and um, and of the purchase to the purchaser, whatever he purchased. Um, anyway, um, next thing we saw is that there were three illnesses that Delisha actually suffered. Uh, two for things that he did wrong and the one that he died from. The two that he did wrong was that he he shouldn't have gotten so angry at these children and he, he, um, and he did and therefore he got ill from that. Second is because he pushed away Gehazi with both his hands and he should not have. And the one that he died. Now, um, and that's indicated in the text because it says, Chala the double expression indicates that he had double illnesses before he died. Next, we said a person should always only push away with the left and bring close with the right. Not like Elisha pushed away with both hands, and not like Yoshua ben Brachi who pushed away his student with both hands. That's a way to, I heard my brother, yeah. that, that, that's a way to mechanize the children. Right, that's what you're supposed to do. You push a little okay. bit with one hand, but the weaker hand, and the stronger hand pulls closer. Okay. Small docha yumin mekarevas. Right, it's a whole science in Chinuch. Okay. So what's the story with Elisha? As we know, Naaman wanted to give a gift to um, Elisha. He refused the gift. And then Gehazi ran after him. He's like, what, you're leaving money on the table? You know, like he's here to give a gift. And he asked for it. Uh, and it was a bit of a chilul Hashem. Anyway, in the end, so Elisha told him that you took silver, you took money, clothing, olives, vineyards, sheep, cattle, uh, slaves and maidservants, but he didn't think that. He only took money and clothing. So uh, Rabbi Yitzchak says that Elisha was learning Shmona Shratim with Gehazi. He was learning Shmona Shratim, and he said, you know what? Now you're going to get all your reward for the eight Shratim, you're getting eight things, but you're also going to get the Tzaraz of Naman to you and your children forever. And that's what happened. There were four Anashim and Tzaraim. Who are they? Gehazi and his three sons. Okay, anyway, Elisha went to Damascus. Why would he go to Damascus? The answer is, he went to find um, Gehazi to try to get him to do tshuva, and he wouldn't. He says, do tshuva? He says, no, I have a tradition from you that anybody who sinned and caused others to sin, he's not going to be able to do tshuva, so not even going to try. He went okay. to Damascus to ask them to do tshuva? To ask Gehazi, no, Gehazi his, student. His, his student. His student, Gehazi, went to do tshuva. His student. Now, what did he do wrong? What was the Avera that it was Chotel Machas Rabim? First one, he created a magnet to hold up and suspend in the air the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the calves that uh, Yeruvim had set up so people worship them. The second pshat is is that he 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 etched God's name in the mouth so that it would be able to speak in the, those caps said and the third is that he would chase away the rabbis from coming to the yeshiva of Elisha to learn, and that's based on the idea that uh, after he left they said oh it's so crowded with students that was because before it wasn't crowded because he didn't let now. That was one of the people that pushed away with two hands. Who's the second? The second is Yeshua ben Parachia. And uh, what happened was is that uh, Yanai, the, the king, was killing out the rabbis. Shimon and Meshetach was hidden by his sister, who happened to be the wife of Yanai. 
okay? Um, and uh, Yeshua Meprachi had to run away to Alexandria. When things calmed down and you know, Yanni re, re, recanted and, and, and did not want to destroy the, the rabbis anymore, so Shemeshetach sent a letter to Alexandria to, that he should come back. And he says, okay, it's safe. So they came back. And meantime, they were hosted by this woman, uh, him and his student. And, um, and he, she was exceedingly respectful. And, she, and he said, what a, beautiful, you know, what a beautiful hostess she is. And the student, who namely happens to be, according to some, none other than Yeshu Hanotsri, okay, is, uh, yeah, but she has circular eyes. It's not so pretty. And he's like, why you, but that's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about how nice she's treating us. And that you're looking at, you're not supposed to gaze at a married wo- woman. And he put him in cherem. And he tried doing tshuva, but uh, and he wouldn't accept him. And then with the one day that he was middle of Krishma, his, um, he came to try and ask him to do tshuva. And he motioned to him, but he misunderstood the motion to be uh, sending him away, chasing him away instead of accepting him. Anyway, bottom line is, um, he went and went into idolatry. That's the idea. And uh, he asked, afterwards approached him to try to get to Shuva. He says, I'm sorry, but I have a rule I learned from you that if you're Chot and Machtes Rabbim, you're not going to be able to do Shuva. Anyway, so there's no point. And that's what he said. What he did wrong was that he did, uh, he, he practiced Kishof. He caused people to idolatry and he caused people to sin. Rabbi Shimon Lazar says there are three that you need to really treat this way with gentle, with gentleness. Push away only with the left hand and bring close with the right. That's young children, it's a woman, and also your own Yetzar Hara when it comes to um, titles of physical relations. Um, if you fight it too hard, then you know, you're not going to procreate. Okay? So you got to be careful how you deal with that. Anyway, that's the story. Okay, it took us to the Mishnah. When they, if they find the murderer before they do the Arifas Hagla, so then it's not too late to put it back into the flock, and they would just carry out the death penalty. Um, if they already did the Arifas Hagla, so then the carbon is finished because it was only brought for a suffolk anyway, and it was Machapra on the suffolk. Um, after the Arifas Hagla, they find the murderer, they, of course, he, did, he still has to get killed. Um, we saw, what if the, there's one witness who says that, I saw him, I know who it is, and the other one says, no, he did not, or w- one woman against another woman, they still did that because it's a suffix. If it's one witness says, I saw, and two said, no, you didn't, so then they uh, still did that If it's two uh, who said that I saw, and one, that we saw, and one said, no, you did not, so then they did not do that Rif because that's called knowing one against two. It doesn't count. Once there was many murderers, increasing of murderers, so then the Agla Rufa system stopped because we realized that it was um, probably the, those people who were killers um, who were killing the people. Um, and that's this Eliezer ben Dinai, who was called Chinah ben Prisha, who was called ben Haratzchan because he was a killer. Once there was more people being promiscuous, so the Maim Amorim was also done away with, and that's because the whole part of Sota is gone because it doesn't work when everyone's sinning. Rabbi Chumazakai stopped it because it says that I'm not going to remember, there's a point in time where I'm not going to remember your daughters to figure out, I'm not going to be there to, to, to ferret out the sin if you don't care about sin that much yourselves, basically. 
Uh, when Yosef ben Yezer is trade Yosef ben Yehuda is Shushlayim, it's really with Yosef ben Yochanan, this week's the Gersa, um, they died, so then the Eshkolos died. That's people who had everything. We'll see more about that in today's daf. Uh, Yochum uh, Kohen Gadol got rid of the, the Vidoy Meiser, and he also got rid of the Moiririn and the Neuthen, which we'll discover what that is today. And they, in his time, there was the beat in Yerushalayim on Cholomoid, and he stopped that. And they also, you didn't have to ask on Tamai in his time. We'll see all the Takanos that Yochum Kohen Gadol took care of. Now, um, so the Gemara says, how do you know that the even after the Rufus Egla, you still have to kill the murderer? The only way to actually atone is with carrying out death penalty. Now, if one witness says, I saw the, the killer, so it sounds like that it's only because it's one against one, so he's being denied, he is being, you know, like it's a, it's a wash, we don't know who to believe, but if it's one aid alone, then we would accept it. How do you know? So the answer is, because it says, Lo no we don't know. So if you have one, then it is known. Even one witness makes it that it's no longer not known. So even Eidachon works. So the Gemara says, uh, Reb Kiva says that uh, similar, if he is, as an agent sees a murder, um, and they don't know who he is, but they actually witnessed the murder. They didn't, that was not a case of a Rufus Egla, as because it says, lo ro, this kingdom say, we did, our eyes did not see. The eyes did see, so then even they don't know who the guy is, but they just saw him dying, or they saw it, so then it's not, um, it's not a case of Egla Rufa. Anyway, um, the question is, is that it, now that we say that Eid Echud is believed, so then the rule of Ula should apply. Because the rule is that when the Torah is maimin and Eid Echad, then that Eid Echad has, is elevated to the status of two. So, but it's only maimin to say that I saw the, the killer. Uh, there's no special nemonos for somebody who says you, you didn't see. So therefore, it's like almost like one against two, and we should only believe the first one. So they switch it. So Ula, as well, that switches it to Loha, you orphan, when it's one against one. And Rabbi Yitzchak says, we also like that. But Rabbi says, no, you can stick to the mer- version that we have. And, uh, 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 and, and he explains Ula, talking about two different scenarios. If they come to Bas Achas, so we didn't fully accept the testimony of one, when the other one who's countering him was there in front of us, so then they cancel each other out and it's not believed. But if he was established by Kosky, he came along alone, and he said, I saw the murderer, and then the facts were, were established, and then comes along another one and says, no, you did not, well, we throw out what the second one has to say after the first one was already accepted. So we tried proving from the mission because it says if when one witness says, I saw the high rank, and two says, no, you did not, then they did that rifa. It sounds like one-on-one, not. So isn't that this proof from Chiyah? So the says, well, look at the next one. It says, if two people said we saw, and one says, no, you did not, they didn't do that rifa. It sounds like one against one, they did. So obviously our mission is talking about Psuli Eidos, and it's the Chiddush of Rabbi Nechemia, which is when you have Psuli Eidos, um, the majority rules, meaning we don't say that they're equal footing no matter how many is on either side. The one with the more people, more positions, that's the one that we believe over the other. That's, now, there's two versions within Rebbe on this. One is that it's two women are equivalent, are, are, are better than one man who comes first. Okay, once it's Psuli And the version B is, you no, know, if there's an Eidech and Kosh in the beginning, then the, then the men, 100 women is the same and only equal, not better. Um, and here we're talking about where it was a woman in the beginning, so then 
um, then then eight, it's two women is beats out one woman. It's like two men against one man. Um, anyway, um, otherwise it's palga palga, and um, uh, the question is why do we have to say two cases of psuliyadus? The answer is is that um, you might think that you only follow Rav Deus lechumra to follow through with the with Egla Rufa, but to not to Likula, that we don't do the process. Maybe maybe not. Kamashman that we that in both directions we'll follow the majority. Now, once there were a lot of murderers, they got rid of uh, the whole parsha of Egla Rufa because it's only for doubt. So when we know who it is, most likely, so then not. Okay, um, the Noafim, they did away with the Maimamorim. That's because the Apostle says, he has to be clean from sin. And uh, that means not only sin of having relations with his wife on the way, or after she was already prohibited to him, but anybody who he's prohibited to would also ruin that. And, uh, we, uh, and, uh, uh, and not only his Avera, but even his children are involved in, in promiscuity. That also basically does away with this as the Pasuk indicated. Um, and don't think it's only married women, but even, even, um, even being involved with prostitutes, not married women, is also the same, the same thing. Um, and the idea is, is that uh, if you're not on yourself, so then the Mayim is not going to be bodeg your wives. Um, that's the idea. Um, then we talked about a few things. Once there are more people who are into their pleasure, so they, so they're not really willing to work hard enough to understand the Torah properly. So therefore, so what happened was is that uh, um, uh, the 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 judgments were basically they, they didn't bother. Rashi says they didn't bother themselves to look into the law properly and they, to rule accurately because they're not they don't like to work hard. So, um, because they're into their pleasure. Um, and therefore, the behavior becomes messed up as well. Um, and there's no calm in the world, because people are, whatever, they're not really toiling to understand properly. Uh, there were people who are showing favoritism and judgment, so then the whole concept was lost of Los Agurum and they were showing, and they were, they were, and they, Basically, there was removal of the oak of heaven. And once there was removal of oak of heaven, God sort of puts on another yoke of Basar Adam. You have other people controlling you. Uh, there was a time of that was people who would whisper in the ears of the uh, judges, their lawyers, who were whispering to them that they should to find a favor to, like, you know, you should favor this side over that side, like trying to convince the judges to go with one position. That increased anger in Israel, and the Shekhinah was removed and quoted because it's Bekarva Lukim Yishbot. So, and uh, after the people went through their money, so then also people would say that bad is good and good is bad. Um, and uh, when that happened, so then there's a lot of woe in the world, bad things happening. Uh, people were haughty, so then there's um, the, the less students, and the Torah is looking for people to study it. When there's a lot of haughty people, the daughters of Israel are only wanting to marry the people who are haughty, which is because um, they look, because the generation becomes very surface. They're only looking at the outside picture and not really what they are, what their really personality is. 
inside. Um, I, I doesn't it say that the the family members of the haughty person is looks disdains them? So the Gemara says you're absolutely right. That's how it happens afterwards. But initially, they want to marry them, and in the end they look at them in a negative light. Um, uh, people, there were judges who were looking for um, invest, who were investing in with uh, people, and that uh, that skewed their judgment, and that increased with uh, that increased bribery, and uh, and laws became you no know, judgments became skewed. Everyone's in on the take, basically. Uh, people who are uh, you know uh, doing favors for each other. Um, so then everyone was just doing what's best for them, selfishly. And uh, people who are down low or elevated, people who are above, up high, come lowered. And uh, every, the whole kingdom goes, starts rotting. When there is an increase of people who are selfish or, or stingy, so uh, basically there's, uh, that creates cruelty, and people won't lend to each other, and uh, they're transgressing the text. Uh, the women are are when the women are there's an increase of women trying to entice the men, so then there's a lot of bitter waters around because they're being promiscuous. But uh, there's no option of that because it's too uh, rampant. And the people who were willing to accept gifts, people die young, as the pasuk says, and people who are uh, which means that they have oh, the, uh, a con- uh, a lot of overconfidence in their own position and they're in their own brains so they didn't really pay too much attention to what the teacher had to say they they said oh they're saying what i want to say okay um so that increases arguments in israel and that's what happened with the tamid the shaman hillel that they didn't serve their rabbis properly hillel and shaman had very few arguments uh, very few it's only basil and Shami who didn't really Put their, you know, try to understand their rabbi better. Uh, that they, uh, uh, that there was a lot of machlokas in Israel, and and there was like almost like there was two Torahs. And the last thing that we left off with is that people who received charity from the idolater, from Gentiles, it put it it switches the stature of the Jewish people in the world. Okay, and that's where we left off yesterday.